Ascites. Ascites is present when there is accumulation of free fluid in the peritoneal cavity. Small amount of ascites are asymptomatic, but with larger amounts of fluid, like more than 1 liter, there is abdominal distinction, fullness of the flank, shifting dullness on percussion. When ascites is marked, a fluid thrill or a wave, fluid wave is seen. Other features include aversion of the umbilicus, hernia, abdominal striae, divarication of the recti, scrotal edema. Dilated abdominal veins may be seen if the ascites is due to portal hypertension. Pathophysiology of the ascites. There are numerous causes for ascites like malignant disease, cirrhosis and heart failure. Many primary disorders of the peritoneum and visceral organs can cause ascites. It should be considered in a patient with chronic liver disease. Planchnic vasodilation is thought to be the main factor leading to ascites in cirrhosis. This is mediated by vasodilators like nitric oxide that are released when the portal hypertension causes shunting of blood into the systemic circulation. Systemic arterial pressure falls due to pronounced planchnic vasodilatation as ascites advances. It leads to activation of renin angiotensin system with secondary aldosteronism, increased uh, sympathetic nervous activity, increased atrial natriuretic hormone secretion and altered activity of the calicrine kinin system. These systems tend to normalize atrial arterial pressure but produce salt and water retention. In this setting, the combination of splanchnic arterial vasodilatation and portal hypertension alters interstitial capillary permeability, promoting accumulation of fluid within the peritoneum. Investigation: What are the investigations that can be done? Ultrasonography is the best means for detecting ascites in obese and uh, patients with small ascites. Small volumes of ascites. Paracentrisis is done if uh, under ultrasonic guidance if it's necessary to obtain ascetic fluid for analysis. The appearance of ascetic fluid may point to the underlying cause. The causes of ascites can be categorized into low sac or exudative. That is common causes like malignant disease, hepatic or peritoneal. Other causes include acute pancreatitis, lymphatic obstruction, infection like TB, nephrotic syndrome. Rare causes hypothyroidism. High sac ascites or transudative ascites, if it's more than 1.1, cardiac failure, hepatic cirrhosis, hypoproteinemia like protein losing entropathy, malnutrition, and hepatic venous occlusion like Bacchiari syndrome, sinusoidal obstruction syndrome like venoclusive diseases, and rare causes of high sac ascites include make syndrome and constrictive pericarditis. So, the mechanism of ascites is seen already and pleural effusions are found in about 10% of the patient usually on right side most are small and identify only on chest x-ray but occasionally a massive hydrothorax may be seen pleural effusions particularly those on the left side should not be assumed to be due to ascites measurements of protein concentration and serum ascetic albumin gradient can be a useful tool in the distinguish the etiologies of ascites cirrhotic patients Develop ascites with a low protein concentration. Transudate. Protein concentration less than 25 gram per liter. And relatively few cells. In up to 30% of the patients, the total protein concentration is more than 30 gram per liter. In this cases, it is useful to calculate the sac by subtracting the concentration of the ascetic fluid albumin from the serum albumin. A gradient of more than 11 gram per liter is 96% predictive that the ascites is due to portal hypertension. 
venous outflow obstruction due to cardiac failure or hepatic venous outflow obstruction can also cause transudative ascites as indicated by an albumin gradient of more than 11 gram per liter but unlikely in cirrhosis the total protein content is usually more than 25 gram per liter high protein ascites or exudative protein concentration is more than 25 gram per liter or 2.5 gram per deciliter or a sag of less than 11 gram per liter or 1.1 gram per deciliter raises the possibility of infection like tuberculosis, malignancy, pancreatic ascites or hypothyroidism ascetic amylase activity of more than 1000 units per liter indicates pancreatic ascites whereas low ascetic glucose concentration suggests malignant disease or tuberculosis cytologic examination may reveal malignant cells or cirrhotic patients with a bloody tap have a hepatocellular carcinoma polymorphonuclear leukocyte count of more than 250 into 10 to the power 6 per liter suggest infection like spontaneous practical peritonitis laparoscopy can be available valuable in detecting peritoneal disease the presence of triglyceride at a level of more than 1.1 gram per liter is diagnosis of chylisocytis and suggest anatomical or functional abnormality of lymphatic drainage from the abdomen the ascites in this content has a characteristic milky white appearance management successful treatment relieves the discomfort but does not prolong life it can occur in serious disorders of fluid and electrolyte balance and precipitates hepatic encephalopathy. Treatment of transudative ascites is based on restricting sodium and water, promoting urine output with diuretics and if necessary removing ascites by paracentrosis. Exudative ascites due to malignancy is treated with paracentrosis but fluid replacement is generally not required. During management of ascites, the patient should be weighed regularly. Diuretics should be titrated to remove no more than 1 liter of fluid daily. So body weight and not fall by more than one kilogram daily to avoid excessive fluid depletion sodium and water restriction can be done it is essential to achieve negative sodium balance and a few patients can be man managed satisfactorily by this alone restriction of sodium intake to 100 millimole per 24 hours is usually adequate drugs containing relatively large amount of sodium and those promoting sodium retention such as NSAIDs must be avoided. Restriction of water intake to 1 to 1.5 liters for 24 hours is necessary only if the sodium plasma falls below 125 millimoles per liter. Drugs with so high sodium content include alginates, antacids, antibiotics, phenytoin, and effervescent preparations, example aspirin, calcium, paracetamol, sodium valproate. Sodium retention causing drugs include CAR B noloxone. Glucocorticoids, metoclopramide, NSAIDs, and estrogen. Diuretics. Most patients require diuretics in addition to sodium restriction. Spironolactone is the first line drug because it is a powerful aldosterone antagonist. However, cause painful gynecomastia and hyperkalemia, in which case amyloride 5 to 10 mg per day can be substituted. Some patients may require loop diuretics such as fluorosamide. But these can lead to a fluid electrolyte imbalance and renal dysfunction. Diuresis may be improved if patients are rested in bed, perhaps because renal blood flow increases in horizontal position. Patients who do not respond to doses of 500 mg of spironolactone and 160 mg fluorosamide 
or who are unable to tolerate those doses due to hyponatremia or renal impairment are considered to have refractory or diuretic resistant ascites and should be treated by other measures paracentesis is a first line of treatment for refractory ascites provided the circulation supported with the intravenous colloid such as human albumin 6 to 8 g per liter ascites of ascites removed usually as 100 ml of 20% or 25% human albumin solution for every 1.5 to 2 liters of ascites drained or another plasma expander paracentesis can be used as initial therapy or when treatment fails transjugular intrahepatic photosystemic shunt can relieve resistant ascites but does not prolong life it can be option only when the only alternative is frequent large volume paracentesis tips can be used in patient awaiting for liver transplantation on those with the reasonable liver function but can aggravate encephalopathy in those with poor condition complications of ascites include renal failure it can be prenatal and due to vasodilatation from sepsis or diuretic therapy or due to hepatorenal syndrome hepatorenal syndrome occurs in 10% of the patient with advanced ascites advanced cirrhosis complicating ascites there are two types both are mediated by renal vasoconstriction due to underfilling of the arterial circulation type 1 hepatorenal syndrome is characterized by progressive oliguria rapid rise of serum creatinine and a very poor prognosis there is usually no proteinuria uh, urine sodium excretion of less than 10 millimoles per 24 hours and a urine plasma osmolality ratio of more than 1.5 other non functional causes of renal failure must be excluded before the diagnosis meaning treatment consists of albumin infusion in combination with terlipresin or octreotide and metotrine Metoliprazine is not approved for use and is effective for about two thirds of the patient. Hemodialysis should not be used routinely because it does not improve the outcome. Patients who survive should be considered for liver transplantation along with tips. Type two hepatorenal syndrome usually occurs in patients with refractory ascites. Its characteristics are moderate and stable increase in serum creatinine and has a better prognosis. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis may present with abdominal pain, rebound tenderness, absent bowel sounds, and a fever. in a patient with obvious features of cirrhosis and ascites abdominal signs are mild and absent in one third of the patient and in this individuals hepatic encephalopathy and fever are the main features diagnostic paracentesis may show cloudy fluid and ascites neurotrophic count of more than 250 into 10 to the power 6 per liter it indicates infection the source of infection cannot usually be determined but most organisms isolated are of enteric origin and escherichia coli is the most frequently found ascetic culture and blood culture bottles gives the highest yield of organisms sbp needs to be differentiated from intra abdominal emergencies and finding of multiple organisms on culture should arouse suspicion of a perforated discus treatment should be started immediately with broad spectrum antibiotics such as cefotoxim and piperazin or tesobactam recurrence of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is common and can but can be reduced with prophylactic quinolones such as norfloxacin ciprofloxacin prophylactic antibiotics reduce the incidence of spp and improve survival in cirrhotic patients with gastrointestinal bleeding in patients with a previous episode of uh, spp and continued ascites norfloxacin prevents recurrence prognosis only 10 to 20% of the patients have five year survival rate from the first appearance of ascites due to cirrhosis the outlook is not universally poor it's well it's best in patients with well maintained liver function and good response to therapy The prognosis is also better when a treatable cause for the underlying cirrhosis is present or when a precipitating cause for ascites such as excess salt intake is found. The mortality at 1 year is 50% following the first episode of uh, bacterial peritonitis.